This is a CBC Podcast. Hi, listeners. Ty here. If you like my podcast, you should check out Molly of Denali from PBS Kids. It's about Molly Mabre, an indigenous girl growing up in Alaska with her parents, family, and friends. Join Molly and the gang and discover what life is like for a typical kid on big adventures in Alaska. You can listen to Molly of Denali on your favorite podcast app or wherever else you get Ty Asks Why. Okay, I know that dream stories sometimes are like really, really boring, but like, just bear with me. The rest of it gets better. The other night, I had this dream. I was just walking out of my room with a book in my hand, and then suddenly I see a spider, and I accidentally just dropped the book down on him, squishing him, and then when I picked him up, you know, he was dead. But I remember hearing this thunderous roar as just something slowly approached, and then this huge cockroach in a top hat was just like, we will pay for your crimes. I had no control. Eventually, he he got me and he pinned me down. They started like attacking me, and then I woke up before anything really bad happened. All of the nightmares I have, they make no sense. There's these horrible entities that are like all powerful, and it's just weird because, like, you know, it's scary and it's unenjoyable. So, like, why do we even have nightmares? Why do we even dream in the first place? Ty asks why. I'm Ty, and this is my podcast. Ty asks why. There are so many good questions out there that you just want to get answered. What is love? Which one's cooler? Zero or infinity? What happens after we die? Should we trust our gut? How do we fix climate change? And why do we dream? I think dreams help us make sense of the world. The important things that happen in your life, your brain will store them for a time where it can think about them. What might be puzzling might have a deeper inner meaning. Or dreams could be aspirations, like what you want to achieve or pursue in your waking life. I used to think that dreams mean a lot of things and they're super important. But now I just think that they are um, your brain filtering themselves. Why wouldn't we dream? When I was little, I had a dream about my house kept on rolling around a dog pool. What kind of dreams do you have? They're weird. That kind of goes with the territory, right? But, like, I don't really understand why we'd need to, like, see dog bowls. Dreams are just really weird because they're like these movies that our head makes and like I know our brain is working really hard to make these but like why doesn't our brain just like power down I think dreams are like a figment of your imagination when you're asleep now this is my brother Keen. I've talked to him a lot about dreams lately He's got a lot of interesting ideas. It's a picture of like like what you feel like 
Like if your dream, like it's a, it's a nightmare. Maybe you're feeling sadder that night, or like maybe it's telling you to like strangers are dangerous. Maybe it's like maybe it tells you about a lesson, or something. You, know, like, you could have a dream about riding a horse. You could have a dream about drowning. I think the way of your brain trying to communicate something, maybe not something important, but maybe just something, and then you can remember. How about we look at you, your brainwaves, so we can learn about dreams? Wait, what? So all the wires are going to be held onto your face with little bits of tape. So I dragged my brother so Kean to the Sunnybrook Sleep Clinic to look at his brainwaves in an EEG uh, machine. Here's answers. I will extract. Don't try it at home because they don't have the machinery. So you'll just be drawing on your brother's head. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 17 wires. There's so many wires on me. Wait, Kean, turn around. By the time the technician is done, Kean's head is just covered in these wires. And it just looks ridiculous. This feels weird. I'm going to go test the wires, make sure everything's connected properly, so don't move around too much. I head into the lab to wait for Kian's EEG results as they come in. And while we're waiting, I decided to ask Dr. Mark Bolas about why it is we sleep at all. During the day, these harmful toxins accumulate in our brain, and when you're sleeping, you actually clear these toxins. Sleep is also thought to help consolidate memories. So if you go to a test or an exam, Without having slept, you actually do more poorly compared to someone who's actually slept and had time to consolidate their, their memories. Because, like, it's hard for your brain to form memories when it's always like, oh, I have to feel, I have to see, I have to smell, I have to hear, I have to taste. Do I really need that memory of that overly aggressive cockroach attacking me? And, like, what's going on in my brain to make that happen? So dreams are one of those things that are really, you know, not so well understood, but dreams are thought to be a recollection of different sort of, I guess, fragments or little snips of what happened during the day. It's almost like your brain is reliving those events. But he's putting them together wrong. Yeah, but it depends on the stage of sleep, actually. The closer you are to being awake. So if you begin dreaming right as soon as you fall asleep, your dreams are actually more similar to what the events were really during the day. But as you go deeper into your sleep of night, memories become a little bit more fragmented, they're a little bit more different, but they're a little bit more piecemeal compared to what actually really happened. I just thought of something. Would it be like, just imagine there's just like a parent, a dad, let's say, and then he just has to like sit down and just do a lot of work, tippity-tap at the top. Yeah. And then there, there's just their kid that's like, hi, daddy, you want to play? And the dad would just be like, you know what, I have some work, and then he just sits him in front of the TV. It's a metaphor. Do you think dreams are just the subconscious way to occupy the conscious while the unconscious does all the stuff it's been trying to do, catch up on the day? Yeah, that's a really, really interesting uh, way of putting things. You want to look up and down for me? Just with your eyes, not your head. You can see these movements. And now how about left and right, just with your eyes? Something like a sneeze or a head, or a fast head movement, or talking or whatnot will cause all these little lines to swiggle around. What's happening in our brains when we're sleeping? What is it like? The brain goes through uh, several sleep cycles. And during each of these different stages, in fact, 
the brainwave activity is different, the eye movement activity is different, our muscle activity is different. That's pretty good, yeah, that's right this on. This is about half, half of what we would see at night. The bottom half of the Ken actually isn't night, asleep for this. Uh-huh. We're monitoring his waking brain, but Dr. Bolas even said himself that that actually very similarly resembles REM sleep, and it still looks pretty freaking cool. So at first glance, it kind of looks like a six-year-old kid got hold of a pen and a piece of paper. There's a bunch of just squiggly lines. There's a one for his chin. One of them apparently is his heart. And there's some even for his eyes. And another cool part is that the squiggles are just constantly updating so we can see the live information of Kean's brain. My brain feels weird doing that. Grind your teeth a little bit. What? Grind your teeth a little bit. Pretend like you're chewing gum. And you can see those. Did you just sneeze there? Oh, yeah. The little part where he sneezed was like this huge black blob. I sneezed. He sneezed. Yeah, I thought he had sneezed. Would it be possible to use special science-y technology to be able to determine whether someone's dreaming? The brain actually has characteristic uh, brainwave activity when you are actually dreaming. Unique characteristics the brain is providing us, particularly through the EEG or the brainwave activity, that can tell us that the brain is actually dreaming rather than just like sleeping alone. So Dr. Bolas says that if you think you're running in your dream, or if you are running in your dream, your brain might send a signal to your leg and they can see that in the EEG. But there's a reason why your leg doesn't actually get up and start kicking. One of the special things that happens in sleep is that people actually become paralyzed. So that's why you can't act out your dreams, right? Some people might have had the experience as you're waking up that you feel like you're waking up, but you're paralyzed, And you're still paralyzed. Exactly. It's super freaky. And then you get the, like, feel the, like, dark shadow, and it's, like, crushing you. You're like, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, well, but what's actually happening is that the brain in those few moments there has been delayed in making you not paralyzed anymore, right? Because when you wake up, part of waking up is that you're not paralyzed anymore. There's a whole neurotransmitter system that's responsible for paralyzing you. So maybe we need to sleep to clean out these toxins, the bad stuff that collects in our brains. And while our body is busy doing that, our conscience just like picked up and just like plop, dropped in front of the mind TV to get weird fragments of our lives combined with our ideas. Like, I guess it makes sense, but it's still really kind of weird. Ian, your brain looks brainy and squiggly. That's all I have to say. You know what that means? You have a very serious case of the squiggle. Your brain no. was squiggling. No. Even your heart was squiggling. No. Your heart no. was squiggling. Uh, I don't want to have squiggles. squiggles. Did I see? Oh, can, should we show him when he sneezed? Ken, I want you to try to figure out where the part was where he sneezed. Um, that? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like looks always. like a stock market kind of. Based on looking at the squiggly stock market of Ken's brain activity, I keep thinking back to what Dr. Bola said about how we're just, we're frozen in our sleep, but our brains are still really active at different stages in the sleep cycle. Because in my waking life, I'm using, you know, a lot of brain power, as we saw, 
to like do things like thinking and making decisions. But like in my dream, that brain power is kind of just like put aside. This other dream mind takes over and I just, I don't have any controls. I'm just, I'm wondering, would I be able to harness that brain power to be able to control the dream? And if I could control my dreams, I would be able to defuse my nightmares. I could schedule a rematch with that cockroach. And apparently there are people that already do this. They're called lucid dreamers. So I decided to call up Robert Wagner, who writes about this stuff, so he could teach me in the way of kicking the cockroach butt. If you want to learn how to lucid dream, an important thing is to develop good dream recall. The first thing you have to think about when you wake up is, what was I just dreaming? Because if you start thinking about other things, within a minute or two, you won't even be able to recall your last dream. Just fades away. There's some techniques that can help people lucid dream. Would you like to hear about some of those? Uh, I actually, I found a trick myself to have lucid dreams. Oh, good. Tell me what you're doing. I got this idea based off the movie Inception. It's the scene where they say, did you wake up today? Can you lead to all the events that happened today? Or did you just appear here? So sometimes in the day, I'll just quickly remember, am I dreaming? And I'll just try to go think back to the beginning of the day when I woke up and everything that followed that to see. You know, uh, some lucid dreamers have a variant of that. They'll ask themselves throughout the day critical questions like, how did I just get here? Or what was I just doing? Am I dreaming right now? And a lot of times what will happen is that if they start doing that during the daytime... Then, then it falls same... into a pattern at night. Exactly. And then in your dream state, you'll ask yourself, how did I just get here? And when you realize that you can't remember how you got there, then you can ask yourself, am I dreaming this? And a lot of times you realize that, oh, yes, I am dreaming. Yeah, that's what I do. When I was a junior in high school, I was reading this book that said that a person should try to find their hands in the dream state and realize they're dreaming. But there really wasn't a technique. And so what I did was this. Each night before I'd go to sleep, I'd just look at the palms of my hands and I'd tell myself quietly over and over in my mind, tonight in my dreams I'll see my hands and realize I'm dreaming. Tonight in my dreams I'll see my hands and I realize I'm dreaming. My hands and realize I'm dreaming. Realize I'm dreaming. And I would say that for about three or four minutes until I got so sleepy that I had to fall asleep. So what happened after three nights of doing this, before I went to sleep, on the third night I was walking through my high school hallway. And suddenly, my hands popped right in front of my face. And I, th I said, oh, my hands. Oh, this is a dream. And it was so amazing to realize that these football players were actually dream figures. And this wall that felt so cool and nubby, just like a brick wall should, it was actually made of dream stuff. That's really cool. Now, I find that the method I'm using, I feel like after I'm aware that I'm dreaming, I can't really do anything from there. I can't be like, I want to fly or I want to go through that 
stubby wall, which I actually know is just dream stuff. What's a way that you can do that? The first thing you want to do is calm down when you realize that you're having a dream. Because what happens is sometimes people get so excited that they wake themselves up. <laughs> oh my God, I'm dreaming. Oh my God, I'm dreaming. Oh, oh no, I'm awake now. <laughs> when you realize you're dreaming and you've calmed down, then rub your dream hands together or touch something. That'll kind of give you a sense of being grounded in that dream space. And some people even shout out, more awareness now. And sometimes it's like the lights get turned up in the dream. It's, it's like the dream is responding to their uh, requests for more awareness. Then the final thing is you have to realize that dreams are a little bit reflective. And so it'll reflect back to me my beliefs and expectations. So if I was going to go flying in a lucid dream, one thing that I would do is remind myself that gravity does not exist in the dream world. And so when we change our beliefs and expectations, oh, it's easy to fly. There's no gravity here. You can change the lucid dream. Let's say I use these techniques and I start to be able to have lucid dreams and I start to control them and I become like a super awesome dream wizard. What kind of impact would that have on my regular life? I really don't think that lucid dreaming means necessarily that you control the dream. Lucid dreaming means that we can relate to the dream with more awareness. And then with Mm -hmm. that knowledge, the lucid dreamer can change their waking life. They can realize, oh, wait a second. I guess I do have a concern about that. For example, there was even one lucid dreamer who had a fear of insects, and in her lucid dream, she shrank herself down to the size of a cockroach and then had a talk with a dream cockroach and realized they really weren't so bad after all, and she began to get over her fear of insects. Hello, I'm Mr. Cockroach. I may look (laughs) gross, but I'm practically immune to radiation. And we're really not so bad after all. Exactly. (laughs) Just quick reminder, when I look at my when I look at my hands. Right. So you look at your hands and while you're looking at your hands, you tell yourself quietly in your mind, tonight in my dreams when I see my hands, oh, I'll no. realize I'm, I'm dreaming. dreaming. Thank you so much. I <laughs> this is Mr. Cockroach and I want to thank you for your time with me. <laughs> Mr. Cockroach, this has been a blast. Testing, testing. This is Ty. I am at my bed, and I'm going to bed and using the process that I was taught to try to have a lucid dream. And I'm going to just get right into it. Tonight in my sleep, I will look at my hands and know that I'm dreaming. Tonight in my sleep, I will look at my hands and know that I am dreaming. Tonight in my sleep, I will look at my hands and I will know that I am dreaming. Tonight in my sleep, I will look at my hands and know that I am dreaming. I am tired. I am now going to to get ready to go to bed. Let's turn the light off. Good night, recorder.
Good morning. This is Ty. This is the morning after the previous recording where I tried to have a lucid dream. I can't. I don't have any recollection of my dream. So I don't know if I dreamed at all. Maybe I didn't. So, pretty sad. I'm not quite the master dream wizard yet. But I'm going to practice it a lot. My thirst for vengeance is unquenchable. So I'm going to keep practicing. I'll get that cockroach one day. Mark my words. In our dreams, we find our goals and we find what we want to strive for. I like this idea that your aspirations in your waking life could be connected to your dreams when you sleep. And if my aspirations is to become a dream wizard, maybe I just need to hope and dream about it. Good evening. Welcome to this dream auditorium. I'm Mr. Cockroach the Dream Wizard, your entertainer for tonight. And without further ado, let's go into the dream magic! 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 Deadly toxins, deadly toxins, giving you brain disease. Deadly toxins, deadly toxins, giving you brain disease. And then you flush it away, and then you flush it away. Do 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 Parts of your day mixed together to make memories. Parts of your day mixed together to make memories. And then you mix them together, and then push it together, and prove you got a dream. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Ty Pool. The show was produced by Veronica Simmons and Yasmin Matern. Our digital producer is Olivia Pascarelli. Today, my guests were Dr. Mark Bolas and Robert Wagner. Thanks to Crystal Duhame for the editorial assistance. The theme music is by the legendary Johnny Spence. Also, big thanks to Johnny for helping me write and record the dream song. Next time on Tysk's Why, infinity or zero? If I feel like my brain is kind of exploding out of my skull, then I feel like I'm making some progress. And that's why I really personally find infinity cool. Till next time, I'm Ty. Keep asking why. There's another podcast you should check out. It's called Personal Best, a reckless do-it-yourself approach to self-improvement. Each episode, they help someone tackle a weird, eccentric, or petty everyday hangout that you would be too embarrassed to tell an actual life coach about. Here's a taste. I'm trying my best! Ah, that felt great. That was worth it for that moment. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.